Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beam me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beam me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beam me up. DA wants the silly Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beam me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beam me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. And uh, happy Tuesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. It's a Trash Tuesday, so let us know what or who you're trashing. We've been doing trashes throughout the morning. You can tweet at me, DA on CBS, or you can call me up at 855-212-42272. Emote. Those trashes coming up this hour. We complete the mystery of the lost F-35, the fighter jet that Bogues taught us about yesterday in Stun to a News. The second chapter of that coming up here in Stun to a News in 20 minutes. In 40 minutes, are the jets already melting under the pressure of failed expectations? Last night, The Pittsburgh Steelers, with a defensive-laden performance, get a pick six to open up the scoring, and then a scoop and score after the fumble and a sack by T.J. Watt returning it to the house, a scoop and score touchdown to bookend the scoring last night. Steelers get the victory. That props them up to one and one. That drops the Browns to one and one. It was an old-school steel curtain Blitzburg type of effort from the Steelers as they had nine tackles for losses, six sacks on the night of Deshaun Watson, four forced fumbles, and 14 points on the board through defensive scores. So big effort from T.J. Watt and company, and the Steelers needed that. I thought Kenny Pickett looked pretty pedestrian through most of last night's game. The throw to George Pickens is a nice one, but most of that is Pickens' speed. He was barely touched, blitzing right through the secondary of the Browns, but it was enough. And I have a feeling that this is going to be the way that the Steelers are going to win. Power running game with Najee, great defense, kick some field goals, and try to leave with a victory. You know, Kenny Pickett has always struck me as a guy that I think you like his head. I think you like his desire, his heart, but he's just going to be limited from a skill standpoint, a talent standpoint, and that 
game manager is now used as a criticism, so I don't want to use it because it seems like I'm being dismissive of him. He's a young player. There's still a room for him to grow, and I think that Kenny Pickett wants it. He he wants to be great. They like him inside that building. He's mature, so I don't want to dismiss him now as he's never going to be anything significant, but there's every time I watch Kenny Pickett, I go, I'm not seeing special. I'm not. I'm just not going to see that with Pickett. I could see good. I could see efficient, and I could get better with him. I don't see special with Pickett, and I'm not sure I ever will. For the Steelers, that might be okay. I mean, once upon a time, they spent the number one overall pick on Terry Bradshaw, and he wasn't special. He was, in many ways, good, but they had the Steel Curtain offense, they had Franco Harris and Rocky Blair to run the football, and he didn't need to carry. I mean, the first two championships that they won, it was par for the course for Bradshaw to throw for 165 yards and no touchdowns, and the Steelers win. Issue is you can't really win that way anymore. Your quarterback does need to be special at times, and I routinely fail to see that from Pickett, but I give him the benefit of the doubt because I know he's a good guy. I know they like him. I know he cares, and he's still early in his career. What you have to get from Deshaun Watson is special because you've paid him as such because once upon a time, he was exactly that. And Watson, two years away from the game, all of the off-the-field stuff that he endured and all of the, the criticism that the Browns endured hangs with him every single day. And for that price, he better be special. And at no point last year did we see special Deshaun Watson. And in week one, despite the win, we didn't really see special Deshaun Watson. And last night, we certainly didn't see special Deshaun Watson. And that spotlight is going to get brighter and that pressure is going to get more real. And that vest around him of expectations is going to get heavier. Because the injury to Nick Chubb last night was a gruesome one. And he is done for the season. Here's how it sounded last night. Browns first and goal at their own eight. Chubb gets the handoff up the middle. And he gets inside the five and wrestled down at the three-yard line. Demonte KZ with the hit, and he has the football. And the bad news is that Nick Chubb is down on the field. Horrible news for the Cleveland Browns as their Pro Bowl running back, Nick Chubb, has been carted off the field and up the tunnel after he took a helmet to the knee. Nick's got a very significant knee injury, which is, uh, you know, you feel for the, the person. Um, he's a great football player, as we know but he's an even better person. So we will support him uh, every step along the way. That's it's our brother. That's my brother. And uh, I've been together for a long time. And I mean, it's a blow for the whole team. And we don't want his injury to be in, in vain. You know, we got to push on. You know, that's what he wants us to do. And if he had any choice in the matter, that's what he would do. So we just got to continue to uh, uh, fight and use his motivation. You heard Kevin Stefanski in there after the Chubb injury. Who was that voice at the tail end of that montage, guys? It was Miles Garrett. That was Miles Garrett. Then the call was Chris Rose, you said? Yes, Chris Rose. 
On what network was Chris uh, Browns. Ruffalo? Browns Radio? Yes. Okay. This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. It's really disheartening. Can you say? Nick Chubb is seen as one of the good guys around the league. He's obviously an elite running back. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. He's run for more than 1,000 yards the last four seasons. He's in his prime, 27 years old. He'll be 28 coming up in December. And he was supposed to be the bell cow this year for the Browns, as he has been the last couple of seasons. And it is all torn away from him in week number two and the Browns. And there's no way he's coming back from that injury. That's a torn ACL, MCL, PCL, all of the three. We'll see. No MRI yet. But Stefanski said he's done for the season after the game. And that much was clear when you saw the way that his knee bent the wrong way. So gruesome that ABC did not even replay the the play itself and when it was shown inside the stadium you could hear the groans from the Steelers fans that's how ugly that it was from a football standpoint look I'm I'm going to talk real here because I know that it's it's not it's not going to make you feel good so nobody's going to want to say today but there is a a real concern that that's it for Nick Chubb's career This is a guy that tore up all of those ligaments in his knee back in 2015, and now it's the same knee. And if you saw the way that his foot planted and his knee bent, there's something that got shredded in there. And he's going to be 28 years old next season, and who knows if you can recover with any type of efficiency, any type of productivity as a running back at 28 or 29 years old after the same knee gets gnarled for the second time in eight years he first tore it up in 2015 in college and now it's 2023 and that's that's devastating because you just don't want to see a young man's career taken like that and you know Chubb is some of the one of the best guys in the NFL just from a personality work ethic leadership all of that stuff he just scores a 10 on everybody loves him so that's just a total bummer the football part of this is hard the emotional part of it is hard for the locker room of the Browns the football part of it is hard because you know hello McFly Deshaun Watson it's time for you to wake up and I think it was understandable last year when he was not himself or the Deshaun Watson that we saw back in Houston. He had taken a lot of time off due to injury and then the hole down in Houston, and he was coming back at 27 years old. So, you know, there was was trust from the Browns and many others. When When he finally gets back on the field, it'll be fine. And then there was, well, he needs some time in the offense and he'll be fine. And then it was, he needs to just knock off some of the rust and he'll be fine. And now we've had him a year plus inside that organization. He's had a full off season of work. He understands the offense. He understands the the things that he needs to do, his responsibilities. And now it's at his feet. Dude, you got to finally do it. Now, Ford last night, Jerome Ford, 
ran very well in the absence of Nick Chubb. So they might be able to lean again on the run game, even despite the injury to him, to Chubb. But there's going to have to be a wake-up of Deshaun Watson. Watson got two 15-yarders last night for grabbing the face mask of a defender. When have you ever seen a quarterback take two 15-yarders? And I don't know about you, but as I watch Deshaun Watson, he looks very mechanical to me. He looks like a guy who is just, he's not playing, he's thinking, and he's robotic and mechanical, and it's just, it's not creating big plays or any fluidity with the quarterback position. And he needs to wake up because you don't pay a guy $250 million guaranteed and trade away three ones for this, which is what is Deshaun Watson right now? Where is he in the pantheon of quarterbacks? He's not in the top 10. You know, in terms of just not potential, just sheer productivity and efficiency right now. Middle of the road, 15, 16. He has the best contract in the NFL for a quarterback. They traded away three ones for this guy. Deshaun Watson has to be great, not good. He has to be great. And now we see with the Chubb injury whether he can be great or whether he's kind of a fraud. That what he was in Houston was maybe a guy who freelanced a lot. Certainly what he was at Clemson was a great quarterback and a winner. Then he got to Houston, and they were good, never great, but maybe he shined amongst a lot of mediocrity around there. Maybe there was a lot of freelancing. Maybe he was using his physical attributes and not really you know, understanding the position as, as well as he could. But then he takes a couple of years off, and I don't know if it's his confidence is shot. He feels like he's an enemy now, a villain. Maybe he just He's having a tough time getting back the thing. That, that confidence, that vigor, that verve, whatever that is, that thing that great quarterbacks have, he's having a tough time finding it again. And I don't know if he's going to, but last night was another one where you're just waiting for Deshaun Watson to do something like Deshaun Watson, and he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't pull it off. He just couldn't do it. Hit me up on the phones at 855-212-4CBS. Caller Steph is in Calgary on a Trash Tuesday. Steph, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really great. Thank you. Good. What's going on? Um, so uh, this morning I'm trashing the capitalistic structures in sports radio. Is this what you trashed last week as it well? It is. It is what I trashed last week. <laughs> okay. All right. And I remember that your your phone was breaking up, so we couldn't quite follow. And then I think your husband emailed me to clarify. Is that right? Yeah, because we were camping. We've been living in the forest this summer. And we were camping. I did a bunch of test calls. Everything oh. seemed great. <laughs> wow. But I listened. Yeah. And then I listened to the show after, and I was like, oh, no, that's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So good. Now, we got you back on the phone. I'm glad that you, you called back. So give me the trash. Okay, so here's my trash. So uh, Sports Radio was introduced to me by my husband. Yours was the first show I started following, and then I added Pat McAfee. 
So at some point, he got me emotionally invested in a big announcement he was going to make. I check for it daily. Then he finally makes the announcement, and it's him wrapping a whole commercial. Like, super brutal to capitalize on the support of your listeners like that. Like, bro got lost in the sauce of his own capitalistic structure, and I just couldn't listen to him anymore. I still had a safe place with the mothership. Your relationships and dynamics are incredible. And even though I don't watch sports, I listen to your show all the time. I love your takes, different segments. I live for Miraz's food segments. He was in his prime doing sports' Super Bowl spread. Then, bam, Miraz is ostracized from the show by the capitalistic structure of the network. And we're all just crushed. Like, can capitalism just leave sports radio alone? Because it's about more than sports. And the connections are more valuable than money. So, yeah, trash the capitalist instructions in sports radio. What a beatdown. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for calling back. And I want to know, are you, this, this is such a clear phone call. Oh, Steph hung up. I want to know, is she still calling from a campground? She spent the entire summer with her husband camping in the forest, I guess, around Calgary. That phone call was incredibly clear. I guess we're back into September now, so maybe she's back home or something. But if, if that was from a campsite, I am thoroughly impressed. I need to know what phone that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. My next purchase. Yeah. It's crystal clear. That's amazing. Yeah, unfortunately, such is life around everything, including even sports talk radio. But I appreciate your loyalty, and I appreciate how much you love the show. And on the you know the bright side, we have... Artificial intelligence, Mraz, the porkinator via fat GPT to give you your football foods of the week on Friday. Pat tweets, I'm trashing the people at the gym who load the squat bar to 400 pounds and then only go a third of the way down. Do it right. Illegal dumping. He calls out those nosebleed, lame half squats. (laughs) That's, That's a gym tough guy right there, Pat. Pat Boyle's father tweets, I'm trashing beta nerds who called and tweeted you guys about some video game. Try leaving mommy's basement. Hashtag trash these nerds. Warning, hazardous material. Not everybody loves that Pat Boyle and his fake dad on Twitter are calling out alphas and betas. I saw that uh, some people are saying that maybe we should do away with that. I mean, I I don't know. You know, you gotta you have to let Pat Boyle live, and you certainly have to let Bobby Boyle, his fake dad on Twitter, also live. I think. But Michael tweets: I'm trashing myself for eating peach pie with pulled pork. Terrible idea. Now I know what evil tastes like. Hashtag trash them. Hold your nose. That's some smelly rubbish. See, I thought when we did Fat GPT that when we did pulled pork on peach pie that it was supposed to be gross. And then Bogus said it sounds delicious. And then a few listeners said this is the best recipe ever. And then Mraz said I would love to eat this. And then I thought I was crazy. But now you're telling me I wasn't crazy. That obviously was gross. I don't know. See, this is where I think you guys are trolling me. I don't know what to believe anymore about this show. Aaron tweets, I'm trashing Deshaun Watson. What a bum. He is not the answer in Cleveland. Hashtag get him out. We're eroding. The great at mailman. Good morning, DA. 
The continued use of alpha and beta on this show is just blatant toxic masculinity, and it's got to stop. Hashtag trash you guys. Hashtag do better. That deserves a trash can emoji. See? Not everybody likes that. And Jason tweets some trashing injuries. They can take a lap at this point. Feels like we've had a full season worth of them in just two weeks. Get them out. That's garbage, and we're not talking about the band. Okay, when we come back here on the show, Colorado squeaks by in double OT on Saturday. How does that affect the number against Oregon? And also, we are stunned to a news. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Like, bro got lost in the sauce of his own capitalistic structure, and I just couldn't listen to him anymore. It's a Trash Tuesday. Welcome back. 25 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always send in your trashes via Twitter, DA on CBS, or on the phones at 855-212-4227. Tecmo tweets in DA, the quarterback play of Deshaun Watson sounds like your explanation of how you expected Mel Tucker to ride out that guaranteed contract. (laughs) Like I said about Mel Tucker, I mean, dude, you can't be on good behavior just to make sure you always cash your 90 million bucks. The only way you can sacrifice the 90 million bucks is if you get in trouble off of the football field and then you get fired for cause. Losing games is going to get you fired, but they'll have to buy you out. Instead, he gets jammed up with sexual harassment and then they're going to get out of this thing which is unreal that you gave them this beautiful open door to just do do them a favor. I'm going to punt on 79 million bucks left in the contract. But for Deshaun Watson, I mean, I think there's a difference between like not doing anything bad off the field and actually trying to be what you once were, and that's a semi-dynamic quarterback at least. But yes, I mean, at this point, maybe Deshaun Watson is just cashing checks for the rest of his career and says, I don't care if I'm bad. Maybe. Oof. Not special, tell you that. Nothing special from Deshaun Watson last night. Senor Pantleg, trash the Browns, trash Stefanski, trash Deshaun, trash whatever curse has doomed this team my whole life. Stacked roster, and you can't start a season 2-0 and after 30 years? There is no joy in watching this team. Add Watson to that list of bums because he ain't it. Let's face it. That's straight trash. I don't blame Browns fans for being frustrated today. The last time, this was an amazing stat they had last night, the last time the Browns began 2-0, and just 2-0, and was 1993? 93 or 94? Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Steven in South Carolina, I'm trashing people with no common sense. It's time to take the warning labels off of things and let natural selection take its course. Trash them. That will contribute to the microplastics in the bottom of the ocean. John and PA, trash the late start on Monday Night Football. I'm going to be a zombie at work today. Hashtag trash them. Don't let a raccoon rip into that bag. Yeah, it's funny. Remember there was a point where ESPN had the double header of Monday Night Football and there was 
an East Coast game and then a West Coast game. The West Coast game got on real late. So last night was actually better than it has been because they were simultaneous. And I think what they're doing now is capitalizing on the the time zones and the East Coast time zones and the Central time zones. They can actually watch all of these games. They got to stay up late, but they can do it versus those late games. It was like what, 10 o'clock Eastern kick the second Monday night or Mike and Mike used to call those games or whatever. And like nobody on the East coast stayed up for it. And so they lost all that viewership. But like the point of Monday night is to have a standalone game. I don't, I don't get this simultaneous basically game. Even the hour difference in kickoff doesn't accomplish much. Um, Steelers Browns, I guess did them a favor by being a really slow game. So it spread things out a little bit more, but and I know we do it all day Sunday, but it just it feels wrong on Monday night to have games side by side. It's stupid. But what this is is a gift to ESPN for their television contract. NBC gets the opening Thursday night kickoff. Then the CBS and Fox have your rotation of the Super Bowl and the AFC-NFC championship games every single year. And for ESPN to jump into the fray, they wanted to give them some type of opening weekend boost. And so they wanted it that they gave them two Monday night games. This is the way that it always was. And so there was two different kickoffs and you could watch the whole thing through. But nobody was watching that late game. Remember how often it was like Mike Singletary's Niners were in that late <laughs> yes. window. Bad Cardinals teams were in that window. It was always bad NFC West games in that window. And everybody on the East Coast just watched the first game and then tuned out. And I think ESPN started complaining about it. And they said, okay, how about we stagger two games for you? And then so everybody on the East Coast can still watch. But I'm with you. Like last night was ridiculous. Why am I watching why am I watching two screens of two NFL games on a Monday night? It was so dumb. It was dumb and with all due respect to them, Saints Panthers is not a game I need to watch. So exactly. I mean I, I guess that's maybe like a little silver lining that I didn't have to focus that's on right. that game and yep. Um, but they're doing it again next Monday. Next Monday is Bucks. Oh, they are? Yes. Next Monday is Bucks Eagles. And the second, I know, oh. I'm trying to remember what the second game is. I know they flipped the channel assignments. Second game will be uh, Rams Bengals. And I love this, by the way. Right. I'm totally on the other side of this. You Why? I love this. I love this. Yeah. I think, I mean, now maybe this is my NBA brain coming into play, but like, I just feel like this was like an NBA night, like a ball night. Like, Got a game on national TV. If it was basketball, it would be a game on league pass. And I just went back and forth. I, I mean, I don't know. I I prefer this way more than getting one bad Monday Night Football game and having absolutely no options. The fact that I could actually have a secondary option that may be good. Like, I was all for this. I think two is the max. I wouldn't do more. But this is way better than doing the double header thing where, again, you have just this garbage game at 1030 that you just don't have time to check out. But I actually really dug this last night. And so did you flip back and forth or you have two screens? Yeah, out? so I, I started on the – and the way they staggered it was they, they tried to do it, I think, kind of strategically. So I watched the Panthers, and then right around the time Panthers were at halftime, like you have the, the Steelers game kind of in your first quarter kind of getting going. And then yeah. once you get to halftime of that, now you're in the kind of the close of the Panther game, and I flipped back to that to see the end until – I got to the Steelers, which was coming around, I think, halftime by the time that Panthers game ended. It was and like it was NCAA sweet. tournament. Yeah, it was sweet. I, I really enjoyed that. Like, I think it added a different element to 
Monday Night Football that I didn't ex- didn't know how I would enjoy it, but I enjoyed it a ton. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was with Bogues. I'm like, it's a primetime game. Just let me focus on one game instead of making me click back and forth or have my attention divided. And because the Saints and Panthers was such a dud, I never even really paid that much attention to that game. But that's interesting. EJ liked it. I did, and it, and it was like it was Bryce Young's first game of his, you know, in the first home game. So to me, him having the Monday nighter, I knew the game unfortunately wasn't the greatest, but yeah, I, I was I was really into that. I kind of hope they, I know they're going to do it next week, and I hope maybe they can get two better games. But I think with better games, this is going to be maybe better. I see. I feel the opposite, Bulls. Mm. I feel if there were two better games, I'd be even more distracted. I like to sit down and watch one game on a prime time. Yeah, I just, I just think Monday night should be by itself, or if or spread them out differently and have almost a doubleheader. If seven and ten didn't work, what about like six and nine? And then you know the West Coast misses the beginning of the first game because they're still finishing their day, and then. We missed the end of the second game, but maybe in the middle you're still getting plenty of audience to make it worth its while. I just, I don't know, it just it felt wrong to watch two games simultaneously on a Monday. Plus, apparently I'm a simpleton because I was getting confused by the secondary score bug in the top left-hand corner of the other game. I was thinking that's the game I'm watching. It's not 6-3. Those are not the Saints and Panthers. What's going on? So I was just not built for this last night at all. That helped me know that I didn't have to go back over to Saints <laughs> well, and Panthers. Once I got a handle on it, yes, it was helpful. But at first, I'm like, wait, what's, what game is this? What's the score? I might, I might also theorize that this might have something to do with cord cutting and that Monday, ESPN has paid so much money for its NFL package that a way to supplement the numbers, the ratings that ESPN's guaranteed to get will be to make sure there's two games on and one of which goes to ABC, which is a network. Whereas, you know, all your other primetime stuff outside of Amazon is on regular over-the-air television. It's on Fox or it's on CBS or it's on NBC. I don't know. Just a theory. But, yeah, it's definitely a favor to ESPN. There's no doubt about it. And it is interesting to me that next week they're flipping the channel assignments. The first game next week is on ABC, Eagles-Bucks. The second game's on ESPN. Last night it was reversed. I don't know how they're deciding that. I don't know what makes... If it matters, but it sounds like Eagles Bucks is their prem is their is the premier game next Monday, but that's the early start. Uh, I mean, you have the Rams playing in the second game, and it's a it's a road game, but maybe they want to try to get some of that market right. Some of the LA market, yeah, and then Cincinnati. Right. I'm not sure if they're a Central yep. Time team. Yeah, they're they're central. not. No, they're Ohio's not, not Central Time. Okay. Oh, you're right. They're yeah. Eastern. Yep, you're right. And I don't need Chris Fowler calling NFL games. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Squishy Liquid tweets, (laughs) trashing the hype surrounding Colorado. Any other team would have faced some negative commentary for barely beating a big underdog. It was crickets yesterday. Everyone's afraid to criticize and become a target. I'm not sure what we're celebrating. 50 transfers, so trash the hype surrounding Colorado. This must be garbage time. This is a very important observation. And this is why I defended Jay Norvell last week. I appreciate what Dion is doing in Boulder. I think it's an act of God that he has made Colorado Buffalo's football so interesting that everybody has to descend to Boulder. Fox's pregame show, college game day was there, first take was there, McAfee was there, 60 minutes went there. I mean, everybody was in Boulder 
for a Colorado game involving Colorado State. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's it's a miracle what he's done, and I love it. I like it because I've always felt like there's more than one way to do something, and it's cool that Dion is breaking boundaries and doing things a new way, and it's a more maybe it's a more modern, hip, cool way, whatever it is. It's working. It's interesting. I'm into it. But we cannot have Dion dictate what everybody thinks is cool, good, or whatever. He he can be counterculture. He can be cool. But you, you can't have him have everything. And what happened last week was Norvell can't say that because it's going to be bulletin board material. It's the stupidest trash talk he can make. Why is he taking a shot at Deion Sanders? He made it personal. He made it personal. He made it personal. And everybody criticized Jay Norvell. Well, maybe he knew his team because they played their asses off for him. They were toe-to-toe with Colorado, had a late lead of the fourth quarter, and went to double overtime with a Power 5 conference squad that was ranked in the top 20 in their little old Colorado State. So maybe Jay Norvell knew something about his team. Maybe they were sick and tired of hearing Dion say what he did or that team get all the applause or all the TV networks come in to see Colorado and totally ignore Colorado State. And maybe Jay was speaking for his team, which is what coaches are supposed to do. If Dion speaks for his team, we have to allow Jay Norvell to speak for his team. And then when Colorado State balled out, it 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 crashed the narrative of Jay Norvell shouldn't have said that, which everybody said last week. Everybody can't say that. Don't make it per you made it personal. Well, it helped them clearly. Or it didn't hurt them clearly. And then when we came out of that, it was Dion won, Dion wins again, Dion with the sunglasses, the Colorado rides again, and hey man, they deserve all of the applause, all of it. I, I'm, I'm into all of that, but I, I, I think it's wrong that had they lost that game, nobody would have said, well, you know what, Jay Norvell, man, he was right. Nobody would have said, eh, you know what, Dion, that's a bad loss, because just as Squishy Liquid said, nobody wants the ammunition fired back at them by Dion. The questions, the how dare you doubt us, or the the public consciousness at large, which is Dion's awesome, Colorado's awesome. Why would you not be into this? You know, so I don't like how it's tilted so far one way to where you're not allowed to criticize them over there either, or else you're scared about the blowback. That that's not a good win for Colorado. If they're a top twenty team. They should not be at home. They should not be locked into a double overtime game against Colorado State. They should be better than that. So I'm into what's happening to Boulder, but you got to be fair on both sides. That's not a great win. It was an exciting game. Not a great win, though, for Colorado to have to eke out a double overtime victory over a Colorado State squad. And I, and I love, as you pointed out last week, DA, that Dion's this, like, the innocent victim, but the cameras just happened to be there while he responded to Jay Norvell and then happened to be rolling when he bought 150 pairs of sunglasses because it didn't... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, like the fact that he's allowed to do whatever and there's no even conversation about it is ridiculous. You can love him. You can hate him. I get why he's polarizing, but everybody like just acting like he has a free pass now to just be Dion. That's not how it works either. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't have a monopoly on leveraging his actions and his words for attention. Right. Norvell did it, and people said, how dare you do it? 
But then Dion used what Norvell said, and everyone loved it. Oh, the sunglasses. <laughs> he bought the sunglasses. He's wearing the sunglasses. And then he told the TV, the TV cameras, like, keep the cameras rolling when we meet at midfield. He's leveraging everything for attention. So other coaches have to be allowed to do the same thing. All right, Bogues, he's got headlines. The injury was so nasty, ABC would not show us a replay last night, but you could hear Browns running back Nick Chubb yelling in pain. No official diagnosis yet, but Chubb done for the season with a left knee injury suffered in the second quarter. So now more is needed from Deshaun Watson. I just got to keep trying to do what the you know the coaching staff is asking me to do. That's all I can, can really do. Um, don't try to go outside and do what Nick Chubb is, is doing, you know, I can't I can't do that. Watson did have the Browns in the lead in the fourth quarter in Pittsburgh last night, but was stripped midway through that final period. T.J. Watt returned the fumble 16 yards for the winning points. The Steelers 26, the Browns 22, leaving both teams at 1-1. One and one. Watson also threw a pick six to start the game, took two face mask personal fouls as well. The Steeler offense, which could not be stopped during the preseason, keeps getting stopped now, and it matters. Kenny Pickett only completed half of his throws for 222 yards, one touchdown, one INT. On the injury report, safety Minka Fitzpatrick went to the hospital for evaluation of a chest injury, and before the game, wideout Deontay Johnson went on IR with a hamstring injury. Alvin Kamara is still suspended for the Saints. Jamal Williams got hurt last night, so Tony Jones Jr. got 12 carries, scored on two of them as New Orleans won in Carolina 2017. Saints head coach Dennis Allen. He ran the ball effectively. Uh, I thought we blocked, the, blocked it up front. He made the right cuts. Um, you know, two touchdowns on the game, so uh, I think that was big for him and big for us. The Saints are 2-0 and for the first time in a decade. Joe Burrow and his calf in some doubt for Monday night with the Rams. Saquon Barkley and his ankle likely to miss three weeks. And Dolphins wideout Jalen Waddell is in concussion protocols. As we've been discussing all morning, Michigan State intends to fire Mel Tucker for cause for his inappropriate behavior towards Brenda Tracy, a sexual misconduct prevention speaker whom Tucker brought in multiple times to speak to his team. There are $79 million left on Tucker's contract that maybe now he doesn't see. How much does he regret? Even, I mean, anything if it's a $79 million mistake. I mean, oh, even, even if everything was 100% consensual, which apparently it was not, but even if, if it was, you can't have an extramarital affair with a school employee. Good point. It, even that violates his contract. That's a good point. That's because he has point. like a moral turpitude thing in his deal, too. Like, we just got to be a good person. And so, and so she was considered a, an employee because she was a consultant. At Correct, which is which is why this is actually like a Title oh IX case God. and not it doesn't involve the police. It's because she was <sighs> employed by the university, getting paid for work that allows her to to file a complaint through the school against him. Unreal. Yes. Uh, baseball last night, the Rangers lost 4-2 to the Red Sox. It's a four-game skid for them now. They drop into a tie with the Mariners for the last AL wildcard. Seattle, a 5 nothing win in Oakland. Cardinals righty Adam Wainwright got his 200th career win. one nothing over the Brewers, throwing seven shutout innings. And now, we're still stunned. Woo-hoo! Yeah. 
It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. It's day two of this F-35 saga in the South Carolina area. And I've got to make a correction from yesterday. I, As I read the story, I thought that the plane crashed after the pilot ejected. But apparently it flew by itself for a while. It yeah, was like it was on, missing, right? We didn't but know what I, happened to him. But I thought it would crash and they couldn't find the wreckage, which ends up being the case. But it, it stayed in the air for a while by itself on autopilot and they didn't know where it was going where it was headed but after all of this i mean a day of jokes and memes and whatever just crushing this the army has found the debris not where they thought it would be they have closed off the areas they do uh the pickup work basically the cleanup work but we're also now in a two-day complete shutdown apparently of like Army, Navy, Air Force, like nothing that's in a U.S. military plane, helicopter will be in the air because this is the third significant issue in recent weeks with some part of our uh, our setup, our system. So they're trying to figure out what's going on, how to fix it, how to prevent it. But I guess at least after (laughs) way too long, they have found the missing fighter jet. So... There was a guy on some type of practice mission or something that was flying this. Two two pilots. So the they, the one has a problem. The guy ejects, and the other pilot goes back to base. Is the story doesn't trail the 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 autopiloted plane to go? Okay, it's I'm I'm behind it. We're getting close to DC. He goes back to base, and so the one guy ejects, and that F thirty five that he's in keeps flying which these these planes i mean they they are the height of technology they can fly themselves they can do a million things without a human being in there i mean they're i'm sure they're controllable by somebody on the ground admission controller what have you which is why the fact that it was missing is insane because these this this piece of machinery and technology is as a smart machine and it can fly itself and, and do missions itself, and yet they couldn't find it. And so that's what's hysterical. But apparently it crashed, and they just, it was in the middle of nowhere, so they didn't see the debris field until the next day. Yes. And something, uh, the transponder, they say, broke. And on top of its stealth capabilities, that's why they couldn't track it. That's why they couldn't find it. <laughs> we can't see a giant plane, a jet in the sky. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I was saying yesterday too. Like, it's remarkable that there is open space where a jet can come down and nobody heard it, nobody saw it, nobody saw smoke or a boom or nothing. And apparently, these incidents, there, there's basically two point five million dollars or more worth of damages, and we've had now, as Bogus mentioned, three of these of late. So I don't know. I feel like somebody, somebody's got to get a demotion. Somebody's got to get. Did you say two point five million bucks? I mean, these planes yeah. are worth way more than two. No, yeah, that's the damages. Bucks. That's at least two point five million. But this it, one exploded. Yeah, it could be. It just... could be way more than that. Oh yeah. So we've had three of these in the last six weeks. Yeah. So uh, what EJ's referencing is the official classification of the incident is a Class A mishap because damages are expected to exceed two point five million dollars, gotcha. or someone is hurt or dies in the crash yeah so the only thing i'm worried about is that my alien theory doesn't hold up i mean what shot it what knocked it down what if it didn't crash on its <laughs> okay. own all right so you're still supporting my alien no theory. i'm just giving oh. you reason to still be crazy all right
When we come back here on the show, are the Jets melting under the pressure? DA, CBS Sports. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio. Circumcise a mosquito. Tick landing on a tampon. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you being with us. As the New York Jets are now wondering where exactly this season's going to go after the injury to Aaron Rodgers and them getting their heads beaten in by the Cowboys on Sunday and now you're starting to hear some of the Jets get a little annoyed by the criticism including Sauce Gardner who deactivated his Twitter after going back and forth with folks on social media about the game and Sauce is a great personality he is clearly one of the great young players in the NFL but I mean it's week two and you're already fighting with fans on social media and deactivating your Twitter because you can't help yourself. And the entire offseason was all about how great the Jets were going to be, how great Sauce Gardner is, Aaron Rodgers telling Sauce he's going to be in Canton one day. Week two. Week two. Now note that this Jets defense said that they were as good as potentially the 85 Bears. They would be historically good. And they got exposed on Sunday by the Cowboys. This was always the worry about the Jets. Too much too soon. Even with Aaron Rodgers, it was too much too soon. And that a fan base that's seen a lot of losing was not going to be happy if it happened again after all these expectations. And I wonder if those guys in that locker room are wired to be able to handle a losing season where all of the anticipation is up in smoke in September. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.